Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 508. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt. And guess what's happening in Merritt? Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's like raining. Do you know how long it's been since it rained? I think it was April. Um, it, yeah, we've been in massive drought situation here in the, in the interior, southern interior of British Columbia. Uh, luckily, we didn't have the fires we did last year. And... Uh, so, you know, it's been uh, pretty cool. And uh, so, like, we're four degrees right now and raining. It's almost like we didn't have any rain at all. We were just going to go straight into snow. Kind of bizarre. We always just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Anyhow, uh, we're, uh, we're cruising along here. We're in week, week 20 is in the books. Week 21 is the last of the week of the season. That's it. We are done with the 2022 season. We've got one week left, one weekend, four games, four games, and then we're right in the playoffs, and all sorts of things are happening, and people are losing their fucking mind over all sorts of stupid little things. Charles, your mic's actually unmuted right now. Um, they're, they're losing their mind over the fact that we don't have a, uh, a, a halftime act. They're losing their mind over the fact that, oh, my God, who's the MOP? They're losing their mind over, oh, my God, who's the most, uh, you know, on and on and on. Some of the cool things that are happening right now, the receivers right now, D- Dalton Schoen is in first place. Uh, Dominic R- Rhymes is 11 yards behind him. And some Lewis guy, he is um, 54 yards behind like, seriously, this game could go – we don't even know who the number one receiver is right now. Now, here's the big thing. Nathan Rourke is coming back for the first time in, like, since week 10. Uh, he left uh, nine games into the year. I think we had a buy in there, so uh, we can't say it was week nine he left. Anyhow, beside the point, his favorite receiver was Dominic Rhymes. Dominic Rhymes is only 11 yards behind Schoen. What's going to happen in this game between Winnipeg and BC? Who's Winnipeg resting? How much is Caleros going to play? How much is Schoen going to play? We know Nathan Rourke is starting. Is Dominic Rhymes playing? Well, you'd think that they'd have all the receivers out there right now because they're trying to get Nathan Rourke's timing back with his receivers before the playoffs. So I think BC's going to go balls to the wall in this, this game. Uh, what's Winnipeg going to do? Are they going to rest any players? I don't know. They did last time, but that was because they didn't fly them to Vancouver. They're at home. Are they going to play them for two, three series, half a game, quarter of a game? I don't know. We're going to find out. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked and excited about all of this. Uh, what's going on? What's, what, what else is happening? Uh, football's just awesome. I love, I love what happened here with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. I hope you guys all understood that, uh, saw what was happening. Actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm opening up the mics. I'm going to bring everybody in, and we can talk this one out. Uh, pretty much cool. So, Charles, you're already open. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Coming in late, like right on the wire. Yeah, just running uh, last second there, but I got in just in time. 
and I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Glad to hear it. So, uh, have you got your playoff tickets yet? Bought them earlier today. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm ready to go. Um. So, the the other mics are open. So, uh, oh, let's introduce them. Will Will McDonald Mc Trout Mobile there. Will McDonald from Calgary. How you doing, bud? I'm good. Hey, Charles, when was the last time uh, BC had a playoff game? 2016, six years ago. 2016, oh, six this, years ago. Okay. Yep. Oh, so that must we be pretty exciting. Yep. That we beat the Bombers. That must be pretty exciting. Was that the game where the Bombers tried to sick, take a 70-yard field goal or something? Yes, at the last, in the last the game? final yes. minute. Okay. Yep, that's right. Right. Yeah, it okay. didn't work yeah. very well. And it, and it, it died. It absolutely it, died in the dome. Yes. It was like 10 yeah, yards not, short. Yeah. wasn't yeah. even close. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. that must be pretty exciting. How you doing? Now, well, are they anticipating? Are they anticipating lots of people or not? Yes, there's actually quite a bit of a buzz uh, that I haven't seen for a while. I think in Vancouver, they just started the pre-show, the pre-show, the the pre-sale today on tickets. The pre-sale today and tomorrow, and then they go on sale to the general public uh, on fr- Thursday. So there'll be that. And already, I was looking at the Ticketmaster website earlier today, and already just on the pre-sale. It seems like a good number of tickets have already been sold. Oh, cool! So, so it's looking like good, so in, being good. In working with this whole thing on these ticket sales, Charles posted this up, and I think it's absolutely amazing. The Seattle Seahawks. This was brilliant. Have offered a purchase code for to get in early, a pre-sale purchase code for all Canadian resident season ticket holders of the Seattle Seahawks. So the NFL team is promoting the CFL semifinal game. Absolutely brilliant. I see. I love it. I, I, I don't know what to say. That somehow, you know, people should reach out to the Seahawks and thank them for this one because this, was, this is absolutely brilliant. And good on them for, for doing that. And maybe these people who love the NFL so much will see an exciting game of football. That's maybe. what we're hoping for, right? Yep, I know. Maybe. Calgary might might not show up. Who knows? Maybe. 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 What else did they do? What did Farhan? Farhan posted something today that was pretty cool, too. Well, that was what? No. Yeah, that's what he posted. The Warriors did something. Who are the Warriors? The Vancouver Warriors are the National Lacrosse League, and they also, all of their season tickets got a, a pre-sale code as well. Dolman's doing some good things. It's smart. Have you guys, have you guys Charles, have you, Charles, have you ever been to a lacrosse game? Uh, I have, uh, not for a long time. I have several. Uh, it was quite a while ago, but I have been, yes. Okay, because okay. cause have, have you ever been to, have you ever been to a wrestling match? Yes. Okay, same crowd. Okay, here in Calgary, lacrosse games are are insane. Okay, 
absolutely insane. They're really enjoyable to go to. Mm-hmm. People are standing and screaming and yelling. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yep. So. Okay. Wait, when you when you say have I been to a lacrosse game, Will? I had to, I have to quantify that. Yeah. I used to play professional I, I lacrosse. Wasn't, so you're not talking about then. You're talking about now. I wasn't. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Charles. Okay. I know you played lacrosse. I know you played lacrosse. But while you were playing lacrosse, you were never in the stands with your shirt off. Okay, like half the crowd is. No, that's at, true. At, at, no, at, no. At, at lacrosse games in at lacrosse games in Calgary because it's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. No, I I think I, I would like to go. To, I would like to see a Warriors game. I think is is Vancouver okay. Is this a national league? So Vancouver has it's a team a, and Calgary plays a, has a team and they play each other? It's Canada and the U.S. It's called the National Lacrosse League. They have, I think it's 13 teams in Canada and the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's the, basically the biggest See, professional. Play... Go on. Lacrosse. You used to play in the Western Lacrosse no, League. No, go ahead. I no, used I to play in the Western yeah, Lacrosse League, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, wow. I'm going to share a picture here, and I'm just looking on Ticketmaster's website right now. And actually, just after day one, they're going to have to open the upper deck because with day one of the pre-sale, not even the general uh, public, they've probably got more than half the stadium sold already. I'm going to show a picture of this. It is actually very interesting because they've only. Why are you doing that? We should just introduce. Yeah, go ahead. We should introduce Rudy here, yeah. just because Rudy's sitting on the phone and not doing anything. We don't want him to think that we're Frank. Um, yeah. Okay, buddy. How are you? You should chime in <laughs> once in a while. Fall, almost falling asleep here. Well, I was waiting for you to introduce me. Now a playoff football is uh, looming, so uh <sighs> should be exciting. Um, BC Lions should be getting uh, – you guys' boy, uh, Nathan Rourke back. So uh, we'll see. We'll Nathan see what Rourke happens. is starting. Is it, is not, it Friday uh, night that the game is? Friday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm not. Uh, oh, shit. I'm not counting out. Uh, I'm not counting out Calgary yet, though. So we'll see what oh, happens. I don't think anybody is. Nobody should be counting out Calgary. No, no. There's only a few teams that we can actually count out. Edmonton, Saskatchewan, and uh, Ottawa. We're going to count them out. So I think think I'm going to count Calgary out. I think I'm going to count Calgary out this weekend because Bo Levi is starting. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. No, I, I, we're talking about the playoffs, not the not the week 21. Well, no, 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 no. You were talking about you're all excited about this weekend because receivers could be first place. This weekend is going to be a. Sorry, I'm not interested this weekend because the game's going to be. No, a I know, I understand story. that. It's going to be a monkey show this weekend. Yeah, it's preseason well, in October, October is what it is. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Last, last, so, the Charles, the blue is yeah. available? 
Is that what the it is? The blue are the available ones, um, yes. So they've, on day one of the pre sale, they've made a pretty good dent. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. <sighs> yeah. Like Why is it called the Truly Den? That's that's what they've renamed it. It used to be Club Orange, and now I guess that's the sponsor. There's a, I think it's a vodka company or something that like called Truly Vodka, and they're now the sponsors. So that's what they call it now. I don't know why it still says okay. Edgewater Lounge because it hasn't been the Edgewater Lounge in like a decade, but it still says that. Charles, you want well, to I think the part Rudy? of it is the Edgewater Lounge. Sorry, what was that, Rudy? You want Grey Cup tickets? Depends how much they are. Well, I know a few Grider fans that are selling them for face value. They don't want to go. Yeah, I, I've seen it all over there. I, I want to know what fucking Ryder fan actually thought the Riders were going to be in the play, in the playoffs. In the Grey Cup, never mind the playoffs. They think that well, every year, though. A lot of the time, a lot of the times, Ryder fans go to Grey Cups, but you'd think if I was a Ryder fan this year, I would have expected them to make the playoffs, but not win the Grey Cup. But I don't know. But funny, funny to see. <laughs> I just don't understand why you would buy Grey Cup tickets and then not go because your team didn't make the playoffs. Right. I was talking. Well, uh, I was talk. I was talking to Morgan Tyson the other day, and uh, he, he he. This year was his first ever year having season tickets. He's just a young guy, and he told me he's absolutely going to the Grey Cup. And he's absolutely well, yeah. going to cheer for the Eastern. And he says he's absolutely going to cheer for the Eastern team that's in it. So he's just like me. Regardless of who it is. So, that's fine. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I was in that situation back in 2005. I had Grey Cups. And remember, that was the year the Lions started 11-0 that season. They got all the way to the yep. Western Final and then actually got beaten by the Eskimos. And I was pissed. But at no point did I ever consider not going to the Grey Cup. The Grey Cup's an event whether your right. team's playing in it or not. People travel from all over Correct. Canada to go to the Grey Cup whether their team's in it or not. So uh, it's ridiculous to me that they're like, oh, we're not going to, we're, we, we're selling our tickets. Well, that just makes you sound like a child. Yep. Yeah. Well, they are children. And I noticed um, Tony D'Angene said today online that he's still going to the Grey Cup. And we knew he would. Yeah. yeah he's a football fan. Of course. He's a never, football fan. Yeah. Okay. Well, and for me, I was going to go, but I'm going to watch the Western Final in Winnipeg, and then uh, I think I'll be watching the Grey Cup from America. So I'll be watching it Where on are you going to be in the U.S.? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, by Minneapolis, Bloomington. Okay. Well, it should be on ESPN, too, I think. Yeah, for that weekend, yeah, I'm going to have to get the package. That's for my girlfriend's in school. So. But, 22 bucks for yeah. TSN. Watch it on your iPad. Can't. I already have TSN for my iPhone and Mac. Can't get TSN there, uh, CJ. you got to use ESPN. Why? Because it's ESPN oh, down Yeah, there. I guess so. Yeah. 
I'll watch it off that, but yeah, oh, yeah. so it, it's it's flowing by. It's kind of sad. Like the thirteenth will be my last football game in person, and I just realized I'll probably be watching replays of the semifinals. I think I might catch the end of the Calgary BC game, but I got stuff on that day. This is going to be an interesting, interesting day. It's kind of cool. I like what's going on mm-hmm. here. Uh, it, it, it's an exciting season of football. Yes, Will, this is a meaningless week. Week 21 is absolutely meaningless to everybody or most people. I think BC Lion fans have the most to cheer for with Nathan Rourke coming back and wanting to see what's going on and everything else. But it means nothing to Winnipeg fans. It means nothing to Calgary fans. It means nothing to any of the fans literally out there. Um, the only team that's not playing is Edmonton. So, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it's not unusual that the last week of this year means nothing. No, but the playoffs no. are fucking exciting. It's standard. It's the standard. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about the playoffs right now. And, like, can we yeah. just skip yeah, this I just week want to get past forget about it week. completely and jump right into the playoffs? Yeah. Get past this week with no injuries. Well, that's the big, so is that, that is the big that is the big quandary about this weekend. Who do you play and who yeah. don't you play? Okay, because so you is, don't want them to get rusty. Like a, right. Well, Calero will be playing. So this could be like a Pro Bowl game. Right. Right. And, well, like you know, they, they just kind of go out there and da 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 da. I, mean, da, I, da. I tend to wonder. I tend to wonder: Is any team stupid enough to play their starting quarterback? Because all it takes is one asshole. Okay. And there, there could be one out there that would try to injure on purpose. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Man. Man, so probably going to play a quarter, Will, hey? What? Mayor is probably going to play a quarter. Oh, I don't know. Jake Who Mayer. knows? Bo's playing. Who knows? Bo's playing, that's for sure. Maybe maybe, their, maybe their third string guy will play as well. Great. So, who knows? Because, I mean, I mean... I, with with BC and Calgary, it's you know they only have to wait. They'll only be sitting on the bench for a week, as opposed to Winnipeg will be sitting on the bench for two weeks, right? Yeah. So. Well, no, more. Well, the thing is, because they, they had a bye last bye week. last week. And yeah, but go they back to the, the week before. Caleros didn't play. Uh, against the Lions, so if they wouldn't, if they don't play Calero nope. this week, he'll be like a month between games. Yeah, but in 2019, he was a year between games, so it didn't affect him at all. <laughs> well, yeah, he and did play some not... of the end, ending part of the season, so you can't say that he didn't just yeah. come in for the playoffs. Yeah, and it's not like play they're picking up hookers and. Taking them back to the hotel on Marion Street, like they're 
you know, they're practicing. These guys are ready to go. I think Winnipeg will be just fine heading into that game. And if you think about it, guys, you think about it, guys, that was the same way I thought about Winnipeg in 2001, too. (laughs) Just saying. Marcus Crandall. Hello, Marcus Crandall. (laughs) Marcus Crandall. The nightlife in Montreal. Perennial All-Star. Blue Bombers. I saw Charles Bombers, the nightlife in Montreal. I saw Charles making a so. comment on Facebook there. Charles Ayer commented on that Eskimos name change on how they oh. haven't won a game since. Yeah, I don't want to. Well, I'm not going to bother. Well, what what article are you talking about? The one where they... The Edmonton Journal said that they should not have changed the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, and now they, the they should have actually it. changed it or done it to the Esks. Edmonton Esks yeah. as opposed to Eskimo. Yeah. Which, which now the Elks are offended. Well, the Elks are offended, CJ. <sighs> Yeah. I Anyways, saw an article where they're actually talk about talking last... about firing the board of directors in Edmonton and looking for a private owner for the team, stopping the community-owned team. And I'm going, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would you do something so stupid? Edmonton would be dumb to do that. I, uh, yeah. You think? Although in my own humble opinion, I don't like. on my own, I think all teams playing, should be community owned. Yeah, that was, yeah, Dolman's been good, but he loves Vancouver. I mean, if I could have a CFL team as my play toy, I would too. But even Stern, like, I don't think Stern cares if he loses money in Montreal. Stern. Well, Stern yeah, really isn't the money him. man, though. He's not the big money man. He's like the front man, but for the most part, his father-in-law no. was the money guy. Not him. No, he's just, right. well, he's he's just helping he's, out against state. He still owns 25% of it. But the BC Lions will be taken care of for a long time. Um, well, as long as... It, it, if What's he continues to go down the path that he has and grow the fan base and grow the season ticket base the way that Omar Dolman is doing right now and the team doesn't falter too poorly, then, yeah, he's, he can be around for a long time because he's not losing money right now. So, no, not at you know, all. If you, if you, things, are, things are actually looking up there, which is promising. Now, uh, who owned them beforehand who passed away there? David Braley. Uh, David Braley. Yes, yes. And I I believe Mr. Braley left the BC Lions uh, with uh, financial security for uh, years and years to come. Um, That Doman I'll probably have to play with as well as uh, his own uh, fun. 
I, I don't think so. I think David Braley only gave enough money to keep the team afloat or in good position well he, until they found an owner. Yeah, I don't think he left money to the new owner. He didn't leave money left, to the new owner. I thought he left, he left money. $20 million or something to, to the team to, to survive until they could find a new owner. Yeah, which I don't think that pay, money went with the team. That'll pay almost five years of salaries in the CFL. Past tense. That money's not there anymore. It went Sorry, away. Four years. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Uh, maybe we should talk some football. Oh no, we were. Um. Let's go back and talk about week 20. What happened in week 20? Week 20 was not a good week for C- CJ. is not picking good teams lately. But then I'm picking things, taking them for the team so that, you know, certain teams win, certain teams lose. Anyhow, um, do, 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 do. where are we? Week 20. The first game up was the Ottawa Red Blacks in Hamilton playing the Ticats. And both of these teams were playing for their playoff lives. And it was a pretty good game. Ottawa didn't play poorly. They just don't know how to finish. They don't know how to win. And that was the bottom line on this one. And I don't know. I I don't think Ottawa is that bad a team. But they need to get some spiritual uplifting in the offseason. That's definitely for sure. Uh Dane Evans, he played some good football in this game. I don't know. Your thoughts on it, Charles? I was actually um, very – well, not surprised, but Ottawa really, uh, they they gave it their all. I mean, uh, I guess they had to because they, they technically still have uh, a possibility of uh, – sneaking into the playoffs had they swept Hamilton and Saskatchewan lost both games, which they still might do, but they're not going to, they couldn't sweep Hamilton. So, but it wasn't, uh, you know, I was actually uh, happy to see that they showed up. It was a very good game, a very close game coming right down to the, uh, really came right down to the wire in this one, but uh, Hamilton was able to pull it out on a last second field goal. I was actually kind of surprised. Um, but hey, give them some credit. So um, Hamilton did a good job. They needed to win this one to kind of keep um, destiny in their own hands, and they did the job. They did what was needed to be done. So good on them. Dane Evans has really come on strong after having such a terrible start to this season. Uh, he was just horrible in the early part of the season. He just couldn't get anything going, and he's really peaking at the right time for Hamilton. I mean, I hate to say this because it's so cliche-sounding, but Hamilton's probably a team that nobody wants to play in the in the playoffs because they look dangerous. They're looking a lot more like the team that went to the Grey Cup two years in a row than they did at any other point in this season. So you got to, you know, you can't just um, um, just count them out because – they're now going to be in the playoffs, and hey, and they've made quite the comeback. So, uh, we'll we'll see if they can uh, keep that rolling into the uh, into the playoffs here. Very rare do you get a third place team in a division 
to uh, get it get through to the Grey Cup. Very rare. It happens, but yeah, very rare. It is rare, but it does happen. But it is rare, right? Nineteen. What was that? Okay, Rudy. What's, what's your take on this game? Did you watch it? It happened in 2019. Um, yeah, I watched bits and parts of it. I was actually graphing a hockey game. Um, man, what a finish. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, watching parts of this game, I, uh, I'd i like to go to that Grey Cup in Hamilton. I'm thinking we should all go uh, next season. Um, I, I'll go. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's all that. Uh, well, I don't know. I would have liked to see uh, this next week mean something. So this is just the beginning of uh, week 20 here, having uh, kind of ending, summing up the season. Like uh, if Hamilton would have lost and Saskatchewan would have won, and if even if Montreal would have won, it would have been a lot more exciting this coming weekend. But... Uh, yeah, no, Hamilton's looking dangerous uh, going to the playoffs. I'd be scared of them. I uh, I was just hoping Saskatchewan would have crossed over or uh, Ottawa would have made it. But, oh, well, we'll see what happens. I'm just hoping it's a Toronto, Toronto Winnipeg or BC or Toronto, uh, Toronto Calgary uh, Grey Cup. I'd be happy with a BC Hamilton Grey Cup. I I don't want Hamilton in the Grey Cup again this year. Next year when they're in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. William, wake up. Yes, I'm awake. Um, you know what? I watched this whole game. It was a good back and forth game. You know, it was a perfect yeah. it was a perfect storm. Hamilton Hamilton was playing for their playoff lives. Ottawa was just playing because they had nothing to lose. And it turned out to be a pretty good game, decided by a fucking field goal kicker. So you know, and Hamilton you know what? It doesn't matter what your record is once you hit the playoffs because everybody has the same record. So, and on any given day, anybody can beat anybody. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just gotta you just gotta get to the playoffs. That's all you gotta do. So, some teams just have to play more ahead. games. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so this final score was Ottawa 27, Hamilton 30. It was a 50-point total for the game. Uh, Charles, you took Hamilton. Yay. Will, you took Hamilton. CJ took Ottawa. Rudy took Hamilton. I actually thought Ottawa was going to pull it off. They they were they were up uh, coming into in the fourth quarter. They were they were winning. Uh, I don't know what happened. They, I, all of a sudden, Hamilton just came back. They started. Ottawa was up, and it was, what, 24, 24-13 or something, and all of a sudden it was 27-24. I'm going, what the fuck's going on here? Um, I, I honestly thought Ottawa was going to win this one. So uh, I picked Ottawa. Well, I failed. I failed miserably. Uh, well, Charles, you picked uh, Hamilton. You got uh, 120 points. Will, you picked uh, Hamilton with 118 points. Rudy took Hamilton with 124. CJ got 12. CJ got 12 points. This doesn't seem fair. 
Okay, second game up was the BC Lions into Commonwealth Stadium that, to play the Elks. Whoa, whoa, hmm? whoa, whoa. This kid, this Seth Small kid, one second. This Seth Small kid. I know we don't like kickers for the most part on this show, but Lake Will said it was all one off a fucking kick. This guy is 22 years old, and he apparently looked at Dane Evans and the bench and uh, Steinhauer and said, as he was going onto the field, guys. All right, guys, uh, I guess we're going to the Eastern semifinal before he made the kick. So that just tells me something about this guy's energy. Uh, I don't know whether that's a good or bad thing. He's definitely confident going into playoffs, though. He's a fucking he's a fucking kicker. He doesn't have any energy. Jesus. <sighs> I just thought that was pretty funny. Alrighty. I can go now? Yep. Where was I? BC Lions into Edmonton to play the Elks. Charles, go ahead. Well, I mean, this game started a little bit uh, precarious there on that opening kickoff when the uh, es- uh, sorry, the Elks uh, did that little squib kick that the Lions fumbled, and they go down and score a touchdown. So it was a little um, nerve-wracking uh, right for the first, like, three or four minutes. And then reality kicked in for the Elks and the Lions, and the Lions took control of the game pretty quickly and took the lead and never looked back. Um, James uh, Butler was outstanding in this game. He had 141 yards rushing. He, he was bre- breaking through that line. You're going into the playoffs. You're going into cold weather. You need your running game at its top of uh at his peak, and in reality, uh, he, he's probably playing his best football of the year. In fact, the last four or five weeks, he's actually looked very good in pretty much every game. He now has back-to-back, excuse me, 100-yard rush, rushing games. Uh, so, yeah, he's the guy you want to have going, especially if you're going into cold other places like Winnipeg for the Western Final. You need a running game, so he is uh, peaking right at the right time. I mean, and let, let's say we got Nathan Rourke coming back this week, but let, let's give a little credit here because uh, uh, what um, um, what's his name? Um, there's been some Vernon people Adams. who have been kind of harsh on Vernon Adams uh, right throughout his brief tenure with BC, but let's look at it realistically. He had over 1,300 passing yards, six touchdowns, only one interception, and he got the team a 4-2 and two record, so won four out of six games. He held up, I think, pretty well. I mean, was he perfect? No. Was he Nathan Rourke? No. But give credit where credit is due. He, this season could have gone south so quickly for the Lions after Nathan Rourke went down. He kept the team playing at a reasonable yeah, because the first game, if you remember, without Rourke was just a nightmare. There's that game against uh, yeah. whoever they were playing, Saskatchewan or whatever, and they they got uh, they got kind of fucked in that game. He came in, he stabilized them, and he kept them 
uh, playing, and it's still a fairly high level of football. So I'm going to give credit where credit is due. He kept us in, and, and there's certainly a possibility that coming into the playoffs, we might need him again. So um, I'm going to give kudos to him because I quite frankly think he did more than a, an exemplary job, and I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Eskimo, or excuse me, the Elks, I'm still used to it. I know it's been years or whatever. They're, I think, just at this point, happy to get the season over with. It's been a nightmare season. They started the season getting blown out by BC in week one. It never got a whole lot better than that, although they did show improvement as the season went along. I think we're going to be seeing quite a bit of turnover with the Elks over the uh, off season. I think you're going to come see a, a different Edmonton team uh, come training camp next year. 100%. And I, and I said that before, is that this Elks team is going to look dangerous come Labor Day. And come Labor Day, they were playing a much better game of football. But yes, then they, they were. just lost a, a lot of discipline, and they just didn't finish off the season the way that I thought they would. Next, next year will be totally different. I say they make the playoffs next year, and the year after that, they will be a, a, a force to be reckoned with. Chris Jones is going to make a team out of this. I have no doubt in that. I'm sure. on that. They were terrible, though, this year. At times. They were awful. Other times they played some good football. Yeah, this year they were terrible, but they they used to be good. They used to be good? You mean like when Warren Moon played for them? Well, and Ricky Ray. They were good then. Maybe even Mike Riley. Exactly. William, go ahead, please. Um, Well, you know what? I uh, didn't really watch much of this game because it was pointless. Because once BC won, I didn't, you know, it was pointless for me. Um, But you know what? I I think Charles is right. Uh, The VAD did actually a pretty decent job when he was in BC, and I think he uh, helped himself out because there's going to be a CFL team next summer that will sign him as a starting quarterback because I still think he's a starting quarterback. And I, I he, think... He's under contract for another year with BC. Really? Yeah, but I think he'll get... I think they'll trade him. Because he's not going to want to be a backup. Trust me. It and there's other teams out there that the could use them. Yeah, but Pardon you me? guys still have you have O'Connor too, who will be coming back next year. Yeah. Yep, anyways, true. Um, <laughs> true. Well, um, we'll didn't think much of that. Anyways, well, he'll anyways, be your backup. I no. mean, the 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 Vads did okay, and uh, he. He basically, he basically got uh, BC into the playoffs. Let's face it. Okay. He did. And uh, so there you go. And I mean, what more? And got what the more could place. you ask of a guy? Right. What more could you ask of a guy who, uh, you know, was the backup in Montreal for most of the season? So, and and I think he was a lot better choice than Anthony Pipkin. Okay. So if you had oh, it stuck oh, with yeah. Pipkin. I don't know if BC would be in the playoffs, to be honest with you. So, 
Well, no, we would be in the but, playoffs uh, because yeah. if you look at the records, uh, Nathan Rourke won enough games to stay ahead of Saskatchewan. That's true. They'd be in the playoffs, <laughs> but I'm not convinced they would be hosting a playoff game. That I don't. That I do have doubts about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But anyways. But yeah. So and of course, Edmonton's season was basically a write-off. They showed spurts. Um, I think. Uh, I personally think they found their quarterback of the future. And uh, hey, let's see what Chris Jones can do next year. Because we know he'll come up. You're talking about Taylor Cornelius, are you not? Not Trey Ford. Yes, sir. Yes, I am. Well, you know what? I think they have two strong quarterbacks. To be honest with you, Chris Ford, guy. He's green, but I think he's still got potential. I can't put uh, much on. I can't put uh, much, uh, really, uh, anything. He really didn't get a chance to play in a regular role this year, so I, I'm not going to put much on what he, we no, saw he from him this year. No. He's, right, he and, didn't, and he was so. injured, and he came back for one game, and, his, and, the, and it was yeah. a totally meaningless game. So how can you judge how he performs as a quarterback based on the game against BC when it was totally meaningless? You can't. You can't. You can't. No. So, anyways, go ahead. Okay. He's going to be good, though. Final score, BC 31, Edmonton 14. Total points were 45. Charles, you picked BC. Got 100 points for that, plus 28. Oh. Will, everybody took BC. So, Will, you got 32, I got 12, and Rudy got 34 bonus points off of this one. And that's the way that game ended up. The next game, again, uh, Toronto-Montreal. The Argonauts playing for first place, one in the home field in the bye. Montreal trying to stay ahead of third-place Hamilton, but also fighting for top spot. This game came down to a rouge. I didn't get to see the end of the game. I should have watched it on highlights, but everybody was talking about it. So it was a 23-23 tie, and Calgary goes to kick a field goal at the end, and they miss, and the returner in the end zone is going to run the ball out, but he steps out of bounds, giving up a single point, Ending the game. Yep. Do I have that summation correct? Yes, you do. Yes, so you what do. does that do? What does that? It starts all the arguments and the debates online about why do we have the rouge? Why don't we get rid of the rouge? How can you get rewarded for a failed field goal? Every time this comes up, I just cringe, and I just want to reach out and bitch slap someone. Because if anybody who says that they're rewarding a failed field goal does not understand the fucking game, 
And I, I, I don't understand why they, even in a CFL chat, if they don't understand the fucking game, it would be so boring well, without the Rouge. Well, and CJ, maybe you can explain it to some of those folks out there who uh, who don't understand, and we can put it up on the message board. I've put it up on the message board 28 times. Doesn't matter. Nobody reads it, or at least they read I it and they it. don't understand it. What is the purpose of the game of football? Get the game, in, get the ball into the end zone. Bingo! Get, get the ball in the end zone. So if you kick the ball into the end zone, you get a single point. If you kick it into the end zone through the two uprights, you get three points. If you throw it into the end zone or you run it into the end zone, you get six points. Plain and simple. You don't get rewarded for a failed field goal. You get rewarded for getting the ball in the end zone. You get one point for getting the ball in the end zone. Simple. Fucking simple. Doesn't matter whether the guy can run it out or not. Right. Well. You got the ball in the end zone. You get rewarded. Yeah. There are people saying I don't that want you to shouldn't away. get that single point if the ball goes right through the end zone. And that's disgusting and stupid. You shouldn't if it doesn't touch the end zone, I think. Because you didn't actually get the ball Why? in the end zone. You kicked it over top of it. Wow. If you, if, Isn't that here, the same if fucking you compl- thing? If a, if, you ca- if a guy catches the ball, and he catches the ball, and the, his momentum carries him out of the ground, and he doesn't touch the ground in the end zone, you don't get any points. It's the same thing with a field goal. If you kick it over the end zone, you're not getting the ball in the end zone. Not in my book. You have to. You, I, I think so, for the Rouge, you have to at least touch the ball into the end zone. It kick you because you, you should not be able to kick the ball from the like punt the ball from the ten yard line, punt it over and get a a, a field goal it's, or get a point. It's ridiculous. You have to. I think to me, and I've always been on this. You have to at least the ball at least has to touch the ground in the end zone because if you kick it over the end zone, you didn't touch. You didn't touch. You didn't. Um, okay, so touch the ball. And I know yeah, what you're going to say. What if okay. you kick a field goal and it doesn't touch the end zone? If you kick a field goal, you're not getting points for getting the ball in the end zone. You're getting the points for putting it through the uprights. That's two different things. Okay, 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 Charles, Charles. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that a team that goes down the field and gets stopped at the 40-yard line yeah. should get rewarded more than a team that goes all the way down to the three-yard line and stops. Depends if they because get the ball in the end zone the or ball, not. Nobody can kick. Nobody can kick the ball from the three-yard line and make it stay in the end zone. Well, you probably wow. could. It would be hard, but but the end zone okay. is the actual scoring area. And if you're putting the ball over the end zone, you're not landing in the scoring area. You're going over it. Well, you're going through it. You're going through it, but it's not touching the end zone, which is the ultimate thing. Like you said. A guy, you throw a guy and catch the ball, if he's got the ball in the air, technically he's over the end zone. If his momentum carries him out and he lands on the white line, you're not in the end zone. It's an incomplete pass. You don't get any points for it. But for some reason, you kick the ball over the end zone and you get a point? Because you didn't touch it there either. Because it's a complex sport. like It's, it's confusing, though. It doesn't make sense. We, we, some of us would hate to admit it, but 
it's a it's it's not just the throwing and running the the kicking game too. Right. That's they put Well that's why it's called football, right? Yeah. Not but animal. the thing is the thing is, all I'm saying is I don't mind doing being the rouge, but to get the rouge, you should at least have to touch the ball in the end zone, which is a scoring area. Kicking it over top of it, whether you kick it or throw it, either way, you're not actually technically getting the ball into the scoring area. That's all I'm saying. And that's all I did because I, this way, the game that went on this weekend, that would have ended either way because I believe that the – a uh, guy in the end zone caught the ball in bounds, and then took a step yes. backwards. His foot hit the white line, and they blew the play dead. That's a different story. He caught the ball in the uh, in bounds in the in goal, so it um, uh, it did technically make contact with a player who was in the scoring area. So that should have been a rouge. But the the one I just don't like, and I don't mind the rouge for the missed field goal as long as it touches the field goal. The one I don't like is when you kick it, it just from like a 10-yard a kick or whatever, and they, he shanks the kick, and he kicks it over the um, kicks it uh, over the end zone. It goes out the back. I would hate to see a Grey Cup decided like that because that's not that that'd be terrible. But as long as you're hitting the ball in my this is just my opinion. You're more than welcome to disagree and obviously do. My feeling is that if you actually want to score a point, you should have to at least touch the ball in the area which is the considered the scoring area, which is the end zone. That's my that's just my point, but you're free to disagree all you want. I, my my only problem is that is that you are penalizing teams that do better on the field. Well, yes and no. I mean, well, the thing is, if you're kicking from the, if you get that close, you shouldn't miss the field goal to start with. When you're closer, you have a much but more higher chance. Yeah, sure it does. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. But anyway, William, we're kind of getting off topic. <laughs> we're 100% off topic. We don't care. No, uh, I don't. William, what are your thoughts on the Rouge here? It's, it's, we're okay, talking football. So, it doesn't really matter so, where we are. No, 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 no. So you know my thoughts on the Rouge already because you because know I don't kicker. like field you don't goal like... kickers. <laughs> okay. He wants to get rid of that, too. You don't so, like kickers, period. But, 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 but here, I've got a better idea. If everybody Uh-oh. says We're that not you're rewarding it. you're rewarding you're rewarding them for missed field goal, next year we should change the rule. And to what? if a team if a team attempts to kick a field goal and they miss it from thirty yards and in, then the other team should get two points. And I guarantee you the quality of kickers will increase in the CFL. Because right now, the kickers in the CFL suck. But I just think we should ban suck. kicking they're, altogether. They're, we should I just ban too. kicking There's altogether. Will have suggested that and, multiple times. And yeah. go for it on third down every time. Get your, get your own line. Hurts. That's my shit. That's my shtick, Rudy. Come on. <laughs> Come up with something original. Come up with something original, man. Come on. I've been saying this for five fucking years. 
go for it on third yeah. down every time. I'd like, I'd like, uh, okay. I'd like some happen to you within the next five years or so. That'd be great to see. I'm think I'd like a team in Oregon. What the fuck are you talking about? Team in Oregon. It'd be, it'd be nice to see the CFL expand in the next five years. Is this just totally completely random? Well, yeah. Well, we were but, talking about the Rouge, and yeah, now we're talking absolutely. about Oregon. So, so yeah, now we're talking about expansion. So, I, I don't understand. Uh, Rudy, have you been drinking again? Well. Okay, we're talking about Toronto Montreal game here, and uh, William, go ahead, talk to me about this game. Toronto wins by a Rouge. Final play of the game. Yes, Toronto wins by Rouge. Once again, it was a pretty decently played game. It was close. Um, I, I, I think uh, I don't. I don't know. So, what is the? Do we know yet who the playoffs are in the East? Who plays yes. who? Yes. Yes. Toronto's in first. Hamilton Montreal, and Montreal. Hamilton's visiting. Yes. Hamilton and Montreal. Okay. So it's going to be pretty hard for Hamilton to get to the Grey Cup. I'm pretty sure, because I don't know if they're going to beat Montreal, to be honest with you. Depends on which uh, Trevor Harris shows up. And uh, well, and I you know the odds-on favor- favorite, as far as I'm concerned, are, is Toronto, because that whole Toronto team is ex-Calgary Stampeders, basically. So... And they're getting healthy. Yeah. Andrew Harris is coming back, I understand. So I heard that too, yeah. Oral muscle and, it's, and it's gone back. And in a season-ending injury, all of a sudden he's coming back for the playoffs. Do you put a 48-year-old running back into play? No, they're going to rotate them, or they're going to have them both out there. Eric Rogers is also coming back. So you're going to have Rogers, Daniels, and Banks all on the field at the same time in here. Okay. Oh, Got to get back to Sparky here. Okay, so William, you went on this one, Charles. Rudy, you said your piece. Uh, Toronto 24-23 for Montreal, 47 points total. Charles, you took Montreal. Will, you took Montreal. CJ took Montreal. Rudy took Toronto. Rudy's the only one that got big points out of this one. 122. CJ got 16. Will got 28. Charles, big 32 points. Last game up was the Calgary Stampeders into Regina to play the Rough Riders. This was a meaningless game. This had a lot of meaning to it. Saskatchewan was trying to get to the um, crossover. Calgary was trying to get home field advantage in the Western semifinals. By the time this game played, both of those things were decided by somebody else. 
so it was a meaningless game, and uh, I actually no, thought the really. Riders were playing pretty decent football in the beginning of this. What do you mean by not really? Well, it wasn't a meaningless game because if they both, if the Riders won and Hamilton won, and then the Riders won this weekend and Hamilton lost, they would have got in still. So. That's correct. But anyway, go ahead. Talk about the game, Rudy. Oh, the game. Well, um, you know what? It was kind of sad, really. Um, there's a couple people I knew that actually headed out to uh, made the drive to Regina for the game. But, uh, no, it was like they uh, packed it in and mailed it in and uh, thought they were done before uh, the game even started. I don't know why, um, why you started in a game like that. Um, not saying Cody fajardo has been doing anything great or special, but uh, usually not the time you uh, put your rookie quarterback in uh, making his first start. But uh, no. Um, yeah, Calgary came in. They played a pretty good football game and uh, picked up the win. And uh, I think they're going to be looking pretty good going into the playoffs. I really do. Um Saskatchewan's got a lot to figure out this uh, this winter, and uh, there'll definitely be some changes in that organization. Their O-line got ran right through so many times by the Stampeders defensive line, it was actually embarrassing and quite funny to watch. William, talk about your team here. Well, William, where'd you go? Turn on your mic. William. Charles, go ahead. All right, so uh, this one was an uh, interesting one. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Paul the... Paul Yep. Uh, the Riders, I mean, give them credit. They still kind of played in this game. They still held their own. I mean, I guess the guys are professionals, and, you know, they got some sort of pride to play for, so... They don't really want to uh, just mail it in. But, um, yeah, they had nothing to play for. Really, this was another glor- one of those glorified preseason games. But, hey, you want to keep your players somewhat sharp. Um, I'm talking about Calgary now to uh, continue, uh, you know, being prepared for the playoffs. But they really kind of took the game over. Saskatchewan is just a train wreck uh, nowadays. Um They've basically moved on from Cody Fajardo. I didn't think Mason Fine looked all that bad. I didn't think he looked great, mind you. But, uh, yeah, just um, they were, I think, trying to get through this uh, uh, without getting any serious injuries, both teams. And then, uh, basically, Calgary just overran them in the end. Uh, Another night game for Kadeem Carey. He gets the... uh, they're bat- He's battling with James Butler for the uh, rushing one. They're both going back and forth, so... Uh, yeah, a good game for Calgary. They get another win, and then Saskatchewan's uh, just playing up the string now. Hey, so I have a question for you here. Um, they they benched Cody Fajardo, yep. and Mason Fine. So why why would you do that 
is, is this because you wanted to take a look at Nathan, Nathan's spine? Now, does that mean that the coaching staff and the general manager actually believe that they're going to have a job next year? Because seriously, there, there's no way that anybody in that organization should have a job in from the ball boy on up. So why bother putting in this other quarterback at this point in time, especially when Cody Fajardo wasn't absolutely awful? It wasn't stellar. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't anything else. But neither was the team that was supporting him. Why would you mention is this? There, there had to have been something going on here, other than what we're told. It's I think that that might have been their way of saying we don't want him back. I think it's possible. I think they just lost confidence. But there was no confidence. There was no reason to have confidence. Your season was fucked. Did you honestly think that Mason Fine was going to come in and win a game? Uh, probably no. not. I'm guessing they're just kind of at You're the on point a right now. Winning, losing streak. Well, they have a lot of fans talking about not renewing their season tickets, so not great. Oh, what else are you going to do in retirement? And, and that, that was that was all all for ticket sales promos. I don't know. William, go ahead, buddy. Welcome back. Got excited. Wait, pushed the mute oh, button no, and hung no, up. He, did you? He dropped again. He dropped again? He just said, oh, he just came back on saying it wasn't me this time. The, the call just dropped. Did you guys ever have anyone else? Okay, well, I... What's that? Yeah, somebody called this morning. Uh, somebody called at the beginning of the show. We had somebody online. Really? Yeah, but I was going through the intros and they hung up. Oh. Hello. I remember. I'm here Hi, again. That one guy William, welcome back. Please talk about yes. this game. Can I talk Can about this that? game? Okay, Please. so here's my question. Okay, so number one, Calgary decided to practice. Okay, that's what they were doing. They were practicing their running game. Okay, they had 178 Good. yards in runs. Um, but here's my question. The game was over before it even started. Okay, so my question is, why did Saskatchewan bother trying to kick a field goal? Why didn't they just throw on third down? Why would you even punt? Your season's over. You got nothing to lose. Why don't you just go for it on every third down? I don't understand that. I'd do that. And if you talk like you're talking, all of those guys might lose their jobs. I think a few of them should, for sure. Um, But then again, I mean, does it make your organization stable if you keep on firing guys? So Calgary, as far as the game goes, Calgary did what they did. It It meant nothing to them, and they played a game and they won, so... But Saskatchewan's not a very good football team. It's that simple. Okay. They have some You're talking about wanting stability, stability pretty, here. Okay. 
Okay, so in 2019 or 2018, Chris Jones left, okay? Yes, And yes. Craig Dickinson took over, Jeremy O'Day took over, and the team has steadily spiraled downhill ever since, okay? Now, if right. you want consistency, they are consistent. They are slowly going downhill onward. You have to stop that somewhere. Do you stop that with the coach? Do you stop that with the coach and the GM? Uh, why do you have an OC? J- uh, Jason Moss in there is an OC. You know, I, I, I hold very little credence in his ability to do that. I mean, he's basically the one that right. put Edmonton in the position that they are in. Okay? As, as head coach and That's as true. offensive coordinator. So, you know, right. you've got Jason Moss in there. He should never have been the OC. He needs to go. Craig Dickinson has lost. His first season was 13-5, and five, following, only because of the team that Chris Jones gave him. And then he went down to 9-9, nine and nine, and now he's going to end up, what, Five, six, six and eleven, six and twelve. Um, no, you have to fire the coach. The O line, we know the O line sucks. There is was nothing done. The O line sucked last year. There was nothing done to to build an O line in Saskatchewan this year at all. You have to fire the GM. And oh, there. Quite honestly. Craig Reynolds, since he stuck his dick in his secretary and lost, Rod Peterson lost his job, I have no respect for his immoral ass either. So why don't you just clean house and gut the entire fucking team and start over? Did that really the happen? The consistency that they currently have is garbage. I was going to say again, because they've done this numerous times. And they've done it again and again and again. There's a reason they've only yeah. won four Grey Cups in 112 years. So, okay. so let, I, you know what? I, I totally agree with you on that, and I am anything but a Riders fan, but I want to challenge you on that for a second, okay? And I love being able to say they've only won four games in, in 112 years, but it wasn't until 1940 that Western teams were even allowed to compete for the Grey Cup. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Still a lot of years. It was so only then, an e- it was an so only an Eastern Cup, okay? Okay, so then what is it? Four great cups in eight, seventy-five eight years? Who who the yeah, fuck cares? Like it's four great cups, what? okay? I, I understand. You I'm know what I think they you, should do? But I'm just trying to quantify you know what, what you're I think saying. they should do. You know what I think they should do Sunday morning? This is what they should do Sunday morning. They should hire fucking Kahari Jones, and in the off season, BC should trade the Vads to Saskatchewan, and let's see what happens. Who's the GM? Um, pick somebody. And Herbie. I'm I'm, I'm just. Because I was looking at an interesting yes, that was sarcasm. I was looking at an interesting well, I don't think it was a bad idea, just Charles. The, just before the 
I was looking at this stat just before the uh, show tonight. Let me see if I can pull it up again. Because I was uh, shocked by something I discovered today. And um, what's, who is it? Just a minute. I can't hey, find can it Can I talk to Charles about something he said while you're looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Hey, Charles, you said Ed Hervey, and you said that was sarcasm. you got to remember that Irv, Ed Hervey created that 4-14 and 14 Eskimos team, and we said that they, that was the best 4-14 and 14 team that ever in the history of the CFL, that they were like three points away from winning 90% of their games. So that was not a bad Ed, Edmonton team when uh, Chris Jones came over there. And Chris Jones came over and was not the GM. Right. Okay, so and and then they went on and they won a Grey Cup. So Ed Hervey is not a bad choice. He didn't do fuck all in BC. I'm not happy with the results. What happened with the Lions? But is that because it was Ed Hervey, or was that because David Braley was meddling, or or Wally Buono was still meddling, or uh, BC was in a very terrible dark place at that point in time? So I don't well, know if we were. can blame our results on him. Right? No, that's that's a fair well, comment. I, I, I don't think Ed Hervey's a bad choice. Okay, Will, did you figure out what you were talking about? Or did you drop again? Um, oh, you're here. Keep on. Oh, here. Here's my question to you guys. Do you go? Do you guys know what Rick Campbell's win loss record is in the CFL? not good. It's not great because he had some really it's, bad years in it, Ottawa. It's 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 forty nine and seventy one. How the fuck is he a head coach? Well, a couple of those years were where he was starting out with the the Ottawa. A lot of that is was basically two bad seasons. Is the first expansion year of Ottawa where they went 2-16, and 16, but that's an expansion year. And then his last year in Ottawa, he was 3-15, and 15, and they were just a terrible football team because they didn't have any players. Other than that, his other seasons have been relatively respectable. 12-6, and 8-9, and 8-9-1, What's that? He went yeah, to the Grey Cup three times, won it once. Yep. Yeah, he did. He did. No. The, the the discrepancy is really I mean, two seasons out of this out of the uh, out of the um, six he coached in Ottawa. Yeah, the other he's even a lot more respectable, but he had two really bad seasons where he was fourteen and thirteen games under five hundred. That's the big discrepancy. And his first year in B. What? Yeah, he and, and exactly. What is, he was five and was nine. But that was a weird that was a weird season. I was willing to give him a pass. That was the season coming out of COVID, and Mike Riley was and wasn't healthy, and that was just kind of weird. But you know, it, it, so I guess that that so record I, is now also be better now because you're not that record. I I see that you're seeing that that doesn't take into account this season where he has a winning record. So so I guess. I guess the go to the CFL has to be, as far as coaches go, has to be Wally Buono, because 
he's BC's all-time winningest coach, and he's also yeah. Calgary's all-time winning all-time winning coach. Yep. It's it's amazing. I mean, if 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 Calgary hadn't got sold, I think Wally Buono would have never went to BC. Probably not. And Quite possible. It's it's it's, it's well, very interesting. I, you may or may not be correct there, but when um, Bobby Ackles took over the Lions and Wally Buono and him were good friends, I, I think there was a, a, a drive there that was going to happen. There was going to be a bond between those two no matter what. And, yes, with the, the Stampeders being sold, it just made it ideal for the jump. But right. it may have happened anyhow. Right. Maybe. I mean, who That's the hell wouldn't want to play for for Bobby Ackles? Yeah. That was the and biggest Bob, loss of this league. To be fair, uh, to be fair uh, uh, Wally Wano was Bobby Ackles' first choice the minute he got back. That's who he wanted. Yeah. It's just whether or not Wally would have gone. True. Fortunately for us at that point, they had idiots as owners that wanted to play their kid, so. (laughs) That was funny. Okay, maybe we should should sum up these games and move on. (laughs) Yep. Well, I'm going to sum up this game here. Yeah, so what? Calgary 32, Saskatchewan 21, total 53 points. Uh, Charles, everybody took Calgary. Oh, no. Rudy took Saskatchewan. You failed on that one. Uh, Rudy got 36. uh, CJ, 128. 126 for Will. 136 for Charles. The final week 20 scores were Will still in first place. He picked up 404 points. Charles and Rudy both got 416, and CJ was somewhere off the fucking map at 268. So the total so far are 6,904 for Will, uh, 6,770 for Charles. Rudy's at 5454, 50, and CJ's down at 5970. So I'm like a thousand points behind Will right now. Um, Will, uh, you really have to shit the bed for Charles to catch you next this week coming up, so don't do that. Okay. Okay, so let's uh, let's pick some scores for this week coming up, because this is what we're doing right now. Uh, BC Winnipeg. Uh, Charles, who are you taking here? Well, I mean, I've picked PC all year, so why would I change now? I mean, these games really are kind of hard. These games really are kind of hard to pick because we don't know what kind of rosters they're gonna. These teams are gonna field. Uh, like I said before, this is like uh, preseason in October. I think you'll, if you do see the starters, you're gonna see them for three, maybe three series, and then that'll be it for them. You're not gonna see them a lot. You're gonna see a lot of backups and third stringers playing this week. But I'm going to go with BC. I've done it all year. 
this is really a mean nothing game. I don't know even what what's going to happen. I don't think it really matters in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but it would be nice to see Nathan Rourke get in a couple good series and try and start to get timing down with his receivers. Uh, so I'll pick BC to win this, and I'll say 47 points. 47, okay. And William? Winnipeg, 47. I, I have no idea. I have no response to that. Rudy, what are you doing? Well, it's pretty funny how I'm not in last. And that one week, uh, my picks were invalid. But uh, I'm going to go with Winnipeg 48. Your picks weren't invalid. You didn't put them in. No. Okay, what you, who are you picking in this game? I said Winnipeg 48. Okay. And, CJ, I'm going to totally disagree with you, Charles. This is not a meaningless game for BC. I think Rourke's going to play the game. I think he's going to have all of his receivers playing, and I think all of the O-line is going to be there to protect him. So BC's uh, offense is going to be exactly the way it is. Is The only difference would be Butler. How much are they going to play Butler? No, I, I don't know. I think they're going to play Rourke the whole game. I no, they already said that they, they, pull they, him already, out. they already said today that he's oh. only playing the first quarter. They already said it today that he'll only play that he'll only play the first quarter. Yes. Okay. Well, there you go. I, I thought they would have let him get more time than that. Okay. Well, I'm still taking BC, sorry, and I'm going sorry, with 60 is points. The, is the game is the game in Winnipeg, or BC? Winnipeg. The game is in Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Okay. Okay. Burnham isn't playing either. Hey, Mont- uh, no, Burnham Montreal play, but he is going to play in the Western semifinal. Go ahead. Montreal, Go ahead, Montreal and Toronto. I don't, I'm trying. I'm trying. Montreal in Toronto, Charles. Montreal in Toronto, Charles. Um, I'm going to say uh, this one's kind of hard, but Montreal's the home team. I don't think Toronto's going to play many of their starters. I think Toronto Montreal is the home team. Well, it's still the change. I think Montreal's going to win this one. Well, neither one of them are going to play their starters. Who am I kidding? But you know what? I'm going to pick Montreal. Toronto won last week. I say they. I uh, thought all along they were going to split these two games. I'm going to pick Montreal to win this one, 40 points. William? Uh, I'm going to go with Montreal to 48 points. Rudy? I'm going to go with the wagon. Toronto, 42. I'm going with Montreal. Fuck. 47. Oh, yeah. Montreal does have better back quarterback. Mm-hmm. Slip. Hamilton into Ottawa. Hamilton into Ottawa. 
Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. Um, uh, Ottawa's just, they, they're done. They don't need this. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to pick Ottawa here. They need to get a home win. Uh, they don't want to be like Edmonton. They need to get a home win this week. Those fans have been pretty well supporting uh, as well as they can for this uh, lousy team this year. I'm going to pick Ottawa to take this one, and I'm going to say um, 44 points. Okay. William. This is a crapshoot game. Shit. Oh, I'm going to pick Ottawa to 40 points. Okay. Rudy? Hamilton, 51. Uh, what what was your pick there, uh, Will? For Ottawa, it was how many points? 40. 40. 40 for, uh, for, uh, come on. Ottawa. For the teams. <laughs> Hamilton, you said or Ottawa. Or, but no, it's my, Ottawa and Hamilton. Is it Ottawa and Hamilton? Yes. I said yeah, 40 points Ottawa. Ottawa. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, CJ is taking Ottawa at 42. Now we have the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in Calgary. Do we know who the starting quarterback is for Saskatchewan? That's going to be Mason Fine. It looks like he was apparently he was taking all the first team reps today. So I, it seems like it'll be uh, Mason Fine. I think it'll be Fine to Charles, that guy, that guy got yeah, that. Uh, what? That guy who got that deep. Big Charles. Oh, yeah. Calgary 47. Thank you. <laughs> this is going to be... This is going to be a historic game in Calgary. It could be, it probably will be, the last time you ever see Bo Levi Mitchell play for Calgary. Yep. So, it's highly possible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Calgary forty-two. Rudy. Going against the grain, taking Saskatchewan. Calgary, 46. I'm taking the stamps, and we're going to go 52. And that's that. Now, so we did those for Sparky. Now, Sparky, you asked me today if I could get Belton Johnson to come on the show, on the podcast, and try to justify or explain his power rankings because his power rankings are completely out to lunch. Well, 
Well, I'll tell you. I looked at his power rankings this week, and he had Winnipeg, BC, Toronto, Calgary, Montreal, Hamilton, and the rest don't count anyhow. What's the matter with those power rankings? Anybody? Isn't that kind of what you would pick? Maybe you could flip Toronto and Calgary. Uh, Calgary, uh, Toronto is winning and winning and winning. They've won the same amount of games as Calgary. They're the Eastern Division uh, leader. Yes, it's the Eastern Division. And yes, I wouldn't put Toronto above Calgary, and I've told Belton that all season. And nothing's changed my mind now. But that's the only thing in this entire power rankings that's wrong. Charles, do you see anything the matter with that? No, I I saw Sparky's post on that today, and I looked at it. I'm like, it's not that big a deal. I do agree that uh, Calgary should be ahead of Toronto without without much question, personally. But other than that, I they didn't seem like a bit. I thought they were fine, personally. I mean, I I've, I've been barking at, at Belton all year because he keeps putting Toronto ahead of Calgary, and I'm going. There's no way that you can put Toronto ahead of. Uh, Calgary until Toronto beats a team with a winning record and then they go around and spank BC. But, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that to happen. But, I mean, Calgary had just smoked them and Toronto only got two points. So, I, I can't believe that the power rankings waffle back and forth so quickly over one single game. And they shouldn't. They should look at the overall team and it's and it's latest history, last three, four weeks, and uh, and his power moving forward. So, yeah, I would agree Toronto should not be ahead of Calgary, but otherwise I don't have a problem with anything in those power rankings. William, I know you don't give a shit about power rankings, but no, no, you I, think Belton I, did I, a bad I job? A problem with, I, I don't have a problem with it at all, other than I don't think Toronto should be ahead of Calgary. That's it. So do you think that Sparky's entire concept of Belton's power rankings being completely and totally out to lunch are only because he's a homer? Yes. And he just has he a drink with Toronto? <laughs> he drinks too. He makes a, makes a couple of them around here. Yeah, he drinks too. Okay. No doubt about it. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know what to do anymore. I want to go to bed. Uh, where are we? What else? If Charles has done this agenda. We be, we better get into it because we're running out of time. Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke returns to BC. We'll be starting against Winnipeg. I don't think there's much more to say about that. I think we've all played it and seen it. We know what it is. It's a good thing for the CFL. It's a good thing for the BC Lions doesn't matter against Winnipeg. It's just getting his timing down. Anybody have anything to say on that, or are we just going to move? Oh, we, we pretty much went through it, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of – I understand there. Um, I see a lot of people, you know, it makes me nervous because he came back. I mean, he didn't really come back – it's not like he came back super quickly. He's been out for nine weeks. So, But, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, why are we playing – 
Yeah, and they said six days, so he's actually maybe a little bit behind schedule. But a lot of people are saying, well, why bring him back in this game? Because, uh, you know, why play him and risk injury on what's essentially a, a mean-nothing game? And I understand that kind of argument. But the thing is, he hasn't played in nine weeks. He's got to at least get a little bit of game action to get his uh, get his timing down with his receivers. He's got to at least get some sort of game action in. You don't want to just throw him into the Western semifinal cold, not playing what will be at 10 weeks at that point. And you give him, at least get him a little bit of playing time. Yeah, you, you, BC has to know whether or not he's going to be any good. Otherwise, yeah. why would you start him in the semifinal? You know, I, I, I don't mean that in any – I have faith. But in reality, if he comes out and absolutely stinks the place up, then uh, you, you really got a question starting him in the fin- in the playoffs, don't you? Well, maybe. I dead. still think he starts regardless, but maybe it, uh, he has a shorter leash at that point. Who knows? He'll be yeah. dead. I, I think it's going to be amazing, and and that's uh, I'm really hoping that we go. He just takes picks up right where he left off. Whether I that's think reality he'll be fine or not, I don't know. Yeah, I think the kid's just amazing. Uh, I know Will doesn't think so, but that's okay. I love Will anyhow. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't say that. If he, if he, you know what? I think, I think uh, between BC and Calgary in the playoffs, it's so close. It's it's hard to call. It's going to be a good game. Oh, it's going to be a very good game. Okay. I mean, all, all of their it's, games... It's hard well, to call. Yeah, I mean, their first two games, anyways, were very good... Um, were very good uh, they were decided, games. The first they were decided two games by were decided by three, three points. Were decided by three yep. points. Three yep. points. Yeah. Uh, the game here at so, BC played kind of a crappy game, but the offense really had an off off night that night, so... But in reality, these, right. these, I think, are two very, very e- well and evenly matched teams. So I think it's going to be a great game. It should be a barn burner, I think. And and once again, once again, BC and Calgary are going to beat the fuck out of each other, and then they're going to play, and yeah. then they're going to play Winnipeg, and it's going to be Winnipeg against. Toronto or Hamilton or Montreal that doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah. So Let, let's just say hypothetically speaking right now, if Montreal beats Toronto, like they split these two head to head games, okay? And Calgary beats the yeah. Riders because they should, Calgary will win will end up with a better record in third place on the road in the playoffs than Toronto does with a bye. Toronto. Yeah. First place. Yep. Now we can go all into this whole concept of playoff format, one division shit, but we beat that one to death. So since we're talking yep. about the BC Lions and Nathan Rourke coming back, who's MOP this year? Uh. Did you see? We all saw my recent post. Charles, did you? I did, yeah. Yeah. 
top performer of the year. That's the every week we get a first, second, and third place performers, right? Yep. Every week, and then once a month uh-huh. we get player of the month award. Okay. Uh huh. This year, after twenty weeks, the pers- the top performer of the year is who? Zach Laros. Who's? Nope, not even close. It's Nathan Rourke. Zach's not even close to him. Yeah, well, he played four games. What's that? Nine games. Played nine games. Nathan Rourke played nine games, and Zach Caleros has played seventeen. Yeah, so right. didn't play enough games. So, and Nathan Rourke is the CFL top performer of the year. I only played half a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're not going to give it to a guy over half a season. That's, that's the thing. No, I'm not. I'm trying to I, say. I'm, like, I'm not saying they are going to. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say they're going to. But without question, he's the most outstanding player this year. Well, maybe if he played a full season, he would have been. No, no. Playing half the year, he was the most outstanding player. Well, he was he on stood pace. Out. It doesn't matter about pace. He stood out more this season than anybody else. He performed you know what? better. DJ. CJ, CJ, well, you... we only have we have less than thirty minutes left. You're gonna have to yes, talk at me for like twelve. You're gonna have to talk at me for like twelve hours to even get me to consider this because it's crap. You're not. Oh, you're not I, I don't believe that he's going to get the award. You're, don't, you're not. Don't you're not. not you're not the, the award, most valuable player when you else. only play. When you only play half a fucking season, no matter how much you argue well, that he was the best thing in the well, CFL, he played half. He played half a season. He's not the most valuable well, player if he played half the fucking season because a real MOP plays the entire fucking season. It's that okay, Will, yeah. you're 100% and correct in one there's... thing you just said. He's not the most valuable player. Most and outstanding player. And he's not the most outstanding player either. Without question, because he, he, only out, he played, outstood everybody. Because he only played, he only played nine games. He could have shit the bed the other nine games, and we wouldn't even be having this argument. Right. The fact that he didn't, we are. This is this is just this is just a bullshit thing you came up with on Facebook just to get everybody going. That's all. No, it's I not. Am. It's not. See, it's it's not me. I'm, I'm, I don't create facts. I just present them. If you don't fucking like the facts, that's not my problem. I'm just presenting facts. He's the top performer for this entire season. 
He is not the top performer. You can say it all you want, and you'll get you and Charles well, to is. agree on it, and nobody else, and nobody else. I never said well, that it, I agree. Just look at the list, buddy. Look at the facts. You can't d- dispute them. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going down. I'm not going down this hole with you, CJ. I refuse to. Well, you are, because you've been talking about it for five minutes now. Now he beats quiet. Okay, uh, are you done yet? Chris Jones can says we move that, on? Can we move on? Yeah, can we move on, on to something you, else or what? Can you let me move on? I've already started moving on. You're interrupting me. Move on. Chris Jones says past firings, operational cap has made for a trying season with the Elks. So <laughs> he was only a well. Okay, now, I have faith in this man, and I know you don't. Um, He was only allowed to have 18 personnel, where everybody else had 21 personnel, because they couldn't afford, under the cap, to hire anybody else. This is, I, I totally understand the Players Association wanting a management cap, and I agree with it so that they don't lavishly spend money on, on personnel, on, on management, on coaches, on scouting personnel, if that's what the union has a big issue with. But you have to exclude money going out to non-employees. It's not fair. If, if, like Saskatchewan right now, if they go and fire fucking everybody that they should, Jason Moss, uh, Craig Reynolds, Jeremy O'Day, Craig Dickinson, if they fire all of those fucking guys, next year they're not going to be able to hire a staff back because they're still going to be paying out these guys' contracts. So this salary management cap penalizes the poor teams from trying to get better. Previous salaries, even though you have to pay them because they're contractual, should not apply to this cap. My position on this, it's not the way that it is. You have to count all money spent out on salary management. Even though the guy does not work for your team anymore, you're just paying out a contract. You have to count that. I believe that's bullshit. Now, I don't think Chris Jones is actually looking for an excuse. He's just making a point. Charles, what's your thoughts? Personally, I've never liked the uh, operational cap to begin with. Uh, I understand the cap on players because of the number of players and so on, but, I mean, coaches is different. Go out and get the best coach you can. The higher you're able to pay, the better the coaching is likely to be. Um, but I, I, I think he has a point there, and I kind of agree with you that once you're gone and you don't actually work for this team anymore, you should not be penalizing them for you, because what you're doing is you're basically hurting a team's chances at improving. Because quite frankly, yes. if you're spending all your money on uh, guys that you fired and it's going against your operational cap, 
that means you have less money to hire new staff, and the staff you do get, you're working cheaper, so you may not get the top-level guys that you want. So that's where this is fundamentally flawed. And it's something that really should be addressed by the league. I know the Players Association would probably whine and complain. They'll be like, well, if we have a cap, why don't they? But it's a different situation altogether. It's apples and oranges. It's not the same thing at all. So I don't like the whole idea of an operational cap. And I see what he's saying. He's got a point on this. 100% he does. Now, is he using it as an excuse as to why his season sucked? I don't think he is. So, William. So, so sorry, I don't quite understand this. Explain this. Explain this to me. Are you saying that part of his his management cap this year was guys that Edmonton fired last year? Yes. Is that right? Yes, because you that's have to correct. pay a multiple well, contract. Well, that's. So 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 he's coming into the Edmonton organization and he's already Handicap. penalized. Right. Yes. Stupid. Okay, cuz you you were also you're also the guy who always says you don't think the head coach should do the DC's job or the OC's job. And maybe in this case he's doing that because he can't hire one. That's total sh- I I personally think the whole the whole salary cap for management is bullshit. And now this makes it even yes. worse. I agree. I, I think I think I think they should be able to start fresh next year. But I don't even think there should be a management cap, in my opinion. I agree with you on in a relative st- sense. Okay. Uh, if you can find a head coach and you have to pay him $800,000 and everybody else is paying him $500,000, that you have. Okay? Saskatchewan is, is notorious was for this before, was for having like 40 scouts, okay? And pay, having them on the payroll. Um, you, so you're only allowed to have... Each team should have the same amount of personnel. What you pay them is irrelevant. I agree. Yeah. But, but you know, one, if everybody's got six scouts out there and one team has 40, that's not fair. So it, you can't put it under a, a certain amount of money. Let's just say let's cap the amount of personnel that you have at each position. So what happens right now with a salary management cap is that, okay, so Chris Jones has got his hands tied right now because he's got, they're still paying everybody else that they fired. Um, so he can't have a defensive line coordinator or he can't have, you know, a running backs coach or something else because he simply doesn't have the muff, enough money to pay that. It's not fair. Now, I don't know. Is Chris Jones actually the defensive coordinator of the Elks this year? 
I'm I'm not gonna guess, but I'm pretty sure he is. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I just don't remember hearing that. Yeah, he, he's too arrogant to hire a defensive coordinator. Thought we had this discussion before, but I don't remember. Uh, let me just see. Um, uh, yes, he is the defensive coordinator. What? Okay, and and that has to be because they don't have money. I know he's arrogant, and I know he wants to do the position job himself. But as he said, he was only allowed to have 18 personnel, and all the other teams had 21. I think he should be allowed to have 18 personnel. Or, sorry, 21 personnel just like everybody else. But nobody should have 22. I don't care how much you pay them. Management cap just is, is absolutely fucking stupid. Have you ever heard of it anywhere else? Any other major sport have this? NFL, uh, MLB, NBA, anybody? Anybody here Not that have, I recall. have heard of a management cap before? Absolutely ludicrous. Uh, anything else? Rudy, do you have anything to say on this? Do we still have a Rudy? I don't have blog Rudy. Talk. It's gone away. What? There it is. Blog Talk's back. Yeah, Rudy's online here somewhere. Just not paying attention. Okay. Uh, final uh, power rankings. Well, we just kind of went over Belton's power rankings. CFL.ca just flipped uh, Toronto and, and Calgary. So, and I guess those are the power rankings that Sparky likes, and uh, he doesn't like Belton's. So we're going to move on from that one. Uh, segment nine. Uh Quarterback Cody Fajardo plans to test free agency, but will always feel tied to Saskatchewan. Where, if anywhere, is he likely to land? Are you tied to Saskatchewan kind of like herpes or what? I don't, I don't understand. Is it just like something you can't get rid of? Um, where's he going to land? Who's going to take the foot quarterback? I don't. I, think I don't see a team that needs a quarterback that bad that they would take him. I think he might show Go up ahead, as like Carol. a. Uh, I think he might show up as like a backup or something like that. Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone's going to give the keys to him. Um, uh, I don't know. I think he will land somewhere. I think someone will take him. Maybe of uh, someone like Ottawa or something or. Uh, well, well that's, maybe that's what I was thinking. That? Be, that's what I was thinking. Nick Arbuckle and Cody Fajardo would be a good one too. Yeah, or I maybe don't think either somebody, one of them is that good. Yeah, maybe someone like uh, Edmonton, just so that they have a little more experience behind 
uh, Taylor Cornelius, although I think they're probably pretty uh, pretty um, much in with uh, Trey Ford, at least the number two guy. So maybe Ottawa. I don't think he'd land in Toronto. I don't think Hamilton wants him. Or Montreal maybe as a backup. I don't know. Uh, but they got Matt. Uh, no, they don't have Matt Schlitz, Hamilton. Maybe the backup in Montreal is a possibility. But I don't see Montreal, it anywhere else. They got uh, Dominic Davis, don't they? Yeah, he just he can't pass though. He's a he's a run. He can run, and that's about it. He's the short yardage guy. He's the short yardage guy. He's another yeah. uh, Antonio so, Pipkin. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, what's going to happen in Toronto? McLeod Bethel Thompson is number one passer in the league this year. So yardage far. wise, yeah. Um, yardage wise, do we believe that if Toronto doesn't make the Grey Cup, that his number might be picked? Uh, time to move on from the old man. Depends. Yeah, I'm not suggesting go move to Cody Fajardo. I'm just asking about McLeod Bethel Thompson here. What do they have that's better? They don't. No, they don't. They don't. And I've always, I've always it's, thought it's very slim pickings for quarterbacks. Yeah, it is. It is. I don't know. It's, you know what? It's not a great class. What's not to say that Cody Fajardo doesn't re-sign in Saskatchewan as the backup? To who? What do you mean? To whomever. I think Cody Fajardo is a better quarterback than Mason Fine. Well, but you can't really say that because you haven't seen him enough. No, I, you don't have enough for Mason Fine to make that the judgment, really. No. I guess. If it, but the one thing he does have is more experience. Yeah. It, it, it's it's tough to say what's going to happen. I think he's he's just lost his 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 way with Saskatchewan, and just his fucking attitude alone. I would kick him out the door. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I, I, I am still sitting here impressed with the way that Bo Levi Mitchell has taken this this year. Okay? So I'm... I'm surprised. You, you really got I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised as well. I'm shocked. But I'm very pleased. I'm very proud of him. Okay, I have a, a renewed respect. Okay? Yeah, but I, I the like the hand, way that he has taken this. On the other hand, and is he doing it because you, he knows you, he's hurt, or is he doing it because if he flaps his lips too much, he's not going to make his five hundred grand because they're going to cut his ass. Well, I don't well, think they'll do that. I think they do that regardless. If they're planning to get rid of him, they're going to do that regardless if he talks or not. I don't think that matters. Well, no, but but they're not going to. They haven't cut him this year, Charles, because it's his last year of his contract. So 
I don't know. I don't know. It, I've tried to find out what the after Labor Day, his, is. his salary is guaranteed. Right. I've tried to find out what the situation is, but I can't get anything out of anybody. I don't think anybody knows. I mean, and the only thing that makes even, sense, Will, they, is that you're you're correct. He's hurt, and and he knows he's hurt. They don't even. Or he's not at his but at they his don't top even, game, they so don't, he's willing to sit out. They don't even report about him every week either. Hmm. Like they don't talk about him in practice or anything. So, have you seen him practice? Yeah, I saw him the one day, and he probably threw five balls. And that's it. I don't think he's got a shoulder left. Well, okay, so so here's my theory, and I and I was it it was um what's the word I'm looking for? I was watching football last week, and they put a stat up on the Calgary Saskatchewan game. Bo Levi Mitchell is 90, 25, and 2 all time. Unless there's something really wrong with him, unless there's something really wrong with him, you play that guy. You play him. You can't play anymore. Right. Absolutely. So there's got to be a problem. I agree. I don't think that Jake Mayer is that amazing of a quarterback right now. To sit Bo Levi Mitchell. Jake Mayer is vanilla. Okay? Yeah. He's I don't vanilla. think he's amazing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, he's, so he's a good quarterback. He's for, not a great for quarterback. For them to play him, for them to play him, there has to be something the matter with Bo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or maybe John Huffnagel's master plan was to rest bowl for nine games and let him go out and throw the lights out for the last playoff games of the year. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to I, say. Yeah, I, I, I just I'm really challenged up. with that theory. I think he just you know, got injured. He and, never and really. Hey, the one thing, the one thing, you know, you, you okay. So they put Jake Mayer eventually in, and they told him, told everybody that Jake Mayer was going to be the starter. You didn't. It's not like Cody Fajardo. You didn't hear anything out of Bo's mouth. Nothing. No. Nada. No. So he he doesn't disagree. Probably not. Because I'm thinking if he's he, 100% he's, healthy, if he's 100% healthy, he's going to be screaming from the top of the stadium that he should be the starter. Well, yeah. yeah. I, he's a, one of the he, quarterbacks he's that never wanted, wanted to, to be taken out before. in the final three minutes of a game. Yeah. He wants to play to the end no. of every single game. That is correct. That's the way he is. Right? He doesn't so, want to be pulled in garbage time. No. 
So, yeah, no, nope. there's, there's something's the matter with Ball, and that's pretty obvious. Okay, so let's go over here for a second. Uh, where am I? No, wrong position. Do, 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 do. Here we go. What's the last thing on the agenda here? Because we got to get to it. We only got a few minutes left. Uh, oh, I want to talk about this. Is this thing on? CFL's failure to announce a great cup halftime show casting a shadow over the postseason, or does anyone really care? Okay, here's first off, I don't think anybody cares really who the the great cup game is sold out. Announcing who the halftime show is isn't going to get more butts in the seats. It's not going to sell more tickets. It really doesn't matter. Okay, so 100% does not matter. But the fact that they haven't announced it yet is really fucking bizarre. And my question to you, which I posted earlier on, I think it was on the CFL side, I'm not sure. Why does it have to be a singer? Who else would it be? Why can't we have, like, Cirque Cirque du Soleil? Oh, Not right? a bad idea. It goes through all age barriers. All age barriers. The kids like it. The old people like it. Everybody in between likes it. It's entertaining. It's Canadian. Put it out there and have a, a Cirque du Soleil show at halftime. Move things in. You don't have to have a lot of apparatus, but you can make something happen really quickly. Why does it have to be a singer? <laughs> I've never thought of that, but that actually makes a lot of sense. I don't know if they would do it. Well, I, I you know, it's just one of those things. I, I think they've already signed the halftime show, and they're just waiting to announce. And I, I've heard rumors that it's, it's Lady Gaga and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> But you know why spend a lot of money on this The the game is sold out It doesn't really matter who it is It might as well be the Wiggles Yeah but The the halftime show is as much For the TV audience As it is for the the, uh, TV audience sponsors And for the guys in the In the stadium how many times have we watched an absolute stupid fucking halftime show at the Drake Cup? Several. Black Eyed Peas. Okay? I mean, I mean, why we get some of the people that we do, I have no fucking idea. They do not represent the demographics of the fans. So why are you trying to play to... Somebody who's not there. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of weird. Anyhow, uh, we're going to finish this one up. First off, who would you like to see, Charles, real quick? I don't even know if I have a preference, but I get the sinking suspicion it's going to be Shania Twain again, but I could be wrong. Okay. <laughs> well, quick, quick, yeah. quick. We're running out of time. Oh, I, wa- I-, I-, I want to see Elton John. 
So do I. I'd be fine. This Jeez, is the I'd Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number five. Let me finish. we got to get out of here. This is Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 508. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. I'm going to hand it over to Charles real quick with 20 seconds left of the show. Say you goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. And Will, say goodnight. Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. I have a question for you guys. Uh, think about this one. Is there going to be a schooner booth at the Grey Cup? Probably. <laughs>